I've learned a little bit about sheep recently, mostly through my children. Their school's administration just employed a herd of sheep to clear some acreage near the school's property to make way for native plants and natural growth. The sheep stayed for several weeks, moving around in a fenced area, eating up the poison ivy and other non-native invasive species. The shepherd comes twice daily, diligently, to check on them, to care for them, to fix any problems, to move the fence around to weedier areas for better grazing. Then he goes on his way to check on his other urban herds, because apparently this is a thing. The shepherd has two dogs. One dog rides with him in his truck, and that dog herds the sheep. At the shepherd's command, that dog runs circles around the sheep to pull them together, to move them this way and that That dog helps while the shepherd moves the fence or counts heads. That dog rounds up the sheep who have wandered away from the herd, the flock, and it brings them back into the the fold. The other dog, my kids tell me, stays with the sheep all day, all night. That dog, they learned and reported back to me, was born to serve this particular herd. From the moment it was weaned, that puppy has been with that flock of sheep and has served them his whole life. That dog's job is to protect the sheep from predators and sheep thieves in Druid Hills. (laughs) That dog, much to his own chagrin, needed to be tied to a tree when the kids of the school would come around for a talk from the shepherd to meet the sheep because no one wants a good, loyal, faithful sheepdog to confuse a squeaking, squealing five-year-old with a snapping coyote. The image of the shepherd would have rung clear and true to those to whom the prophet Ezekiel was writing and prophesying. It was an image that was often used, even well before Ezekiel and his writing, to talk about the main duties of a king to his people. And what were those duties? To care for the people, to feed them, to provide them safe quarters, to protect them from the forces that would destroy them, to heal them when they were sick. The job of a shepherd was not easy, It was not clean work, but it was clear. Take care of the sheep. And thus, the job of the king was fairly clear. Take care of the people. Ezekiel was a priest and prophet during the time of the Babylonian exile, when the Israelites were shipped out of their lands to live their lives and raise their children elsewhere. He was a stranger in a strange land, and he had time to make some observations about kings in power. And his primary observation, spoken in the voice of prophecy, is that the the kings as shepherds are not doing their jobs. They are bad kings. They are terrible shepherds. 
In the reading directly before this one, Ezekiel tells the kings directly, you eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, but you do not feed the sheep. You have not strengthened the weak. You have not healed the sick. You have not bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strayed. God is angry at these kings, these earthly shepherds, Ezekiel tells us. The Lord, he is saying, will do these things that the earthly kings are falling short on if the people will just choose to follow him like good sheep. There are, in fact, many places in the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament and the New, where shepherds are mentioned, and we know most of them. Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd. And in John, the references to Christ as the gate of the sheepfold. And in this morning's gospel from Matthew. And in most of these references, God is the shepherd. If I am perfectly honest, shepherd theology is kind of troubling to me. I don't like to see myself as a mindless sheep with a dictating shepherd telling me where to go. I'm not good at being bossed around. It's a good feeling, I guess, to know that I am being protected from the coyotes, but even that doesn't quite ring true as solid theology for me. I like to think that God has given me free will and that I have some wits about me, that I can make choices, I like to think that I'm good for more than just my wool or my meat. And so, this time around, in reading shepherd texts, I'm looking for something more. Which made me wonder why no one in the Bible ever wrote about sheepdogs. After hearing at great length from my eight-year-old and my five-year-old about the urban herd grazing at the school, and even more, if that could be possible, about their canine protectors, I've started thinking about sheepdog philosophy. Stories of animal husbandry in scripture, like the parables of the coin and the wedding and the brotherhood and all the rest, are not meant to be solid, dogmatic, sheepdogmatic or prescriptive. I'm sorry, I had to. Um, I don't think they're meant to be so. They're fluid. We learn from our biblical metaphors, our imagery, our parable stories, when we figure out how to place ourselves, our communities, our families in the stories. So where are you in Ezekiel's prophecy? Are you a sheep? Are you one of the bad shepherds? Are you one of the unnamed sheepdogs, which is surely would have been there? I think where we fit in this prophecy depends on who and where we are in our lives. We have all, at any given time, some kind of power. We have all our own weaknesses. We certainly all have needs and we all have gifts. And these change over time. They wax and they wane. At different times in our lives, our needs and our gifts change, as does our power and our control over others. Sometimes our job is to fiercely protect, to be the ones that drive away danger, to stay up all night, to be to each other the presence of the shepherd 
when the shepherd is away. Sometimes we have to fight on behalf of those who can't, to resist the forces that would destroy or prey on the weak. Are you one of those sheepdogs today? For what or for whom will you bear your teeth and lay your life on the line? Because I promise you that there are vulnerable people out there who need your courage and your willingness. Sometimes our job is to follow the shepherd's lead, to pull the sheep close in, to point them in the right direction. Sometimes we have to help others find the food, the shelter, the safety. Sometimes we need to be the nudge, the suggestion that pushes in the direction of that which is good and holy and life-giving. Sometimes we have to go out to find the lost and the confused and the strayed. Do you have the patience to teach, to pull, to push, to round up again and again until they listen? Do you have the skills to seek and to find, to point people back to the true shepherd? Sometimes, I'll admit, I think we are the sheep. It might just feel good sometimes to be led, to be cared for. Sometimes we don't have the strength to run around nipping at people's heels. And sometimes this is just fine. It's where we need to be. But we can be fluffy-brained, too, can't we? We can be easily distracted by shiny objects or be absolutely positive that there's much better greener grass over there on the other side of the wild, rushing river. We can be frightened off course by the coyotes of scarcity and economic instability and self-preservation for me alone. All we, like sheep, have definitely gone astray. The shepherd has to work hard to keep us pulled together. We prefer to wander, to fracture the herd, to forget that we are at our best when we are together in community, relying on one another and relying ultimately on the shepherd. It seems to me that the shepherd has to work particularly hard this time of year. We are heading into what the secular world calls the holiday season. It is in the next month or so that we will run madly around, very sheep-like, getting ourselves in trouble with our behavior or our spending or our inattention to the real things that are important. As sheep in the grip of the holidays, we will group together in little clumps, ignoring willfully or forgetfully, those sheep that are out on their own, those who need warmth and friendship and community as much as we do. Advent is a good time to be a sheepdog, I think, to point our snouts in the direction of the one who will instruct us in the proper ways of caring for those who need it. Advent is a good time to be a protector of the wounded and the preyed upon. Advent is a good time to be an encourager of those who have been left out when the frantic running around starts, those who have wandered off by themselves to hide their hurt, those who aren't sure exactly where the herd went. Advent is a good time to be one of the sheepdogs 
who give drink to the thirsty and food to the hungry and clothing to the naked and shelter to those who go without. Advent is a good time to be a sheepdog. All of these places we may find ourselves in the story and in life have the same result. We have a shepherd. We are free to choose whether to follow or not, whether to wander away or to nip at heels or to protect, to honor, to flee, to ignore. But we have a shepherd. And unlike our earthly shepherds who have continued to let us down, this one does continue to bind up our wounds and provide us with what we need even when what we need doesn't always look quite like what we thought it might. Advent is a great time to turn toward the shepherd and to bring others along too, to show this fractured and distracted flock that there is something better on its way, that we have something more to expect, something beyond anything that we could ask or imagine. Amen.